This is the weekly rundown. So if you're new around here, this is the segment of the show where we highlight stories that we thought were interesting and notable across business and technology. So if you were looking for just really cool, fun stuff for the weekends and your personal life, just scroll over to any episode that says the Friday Top 5 and you will be amazed beyond belief. I promise you the greatest 10 minutes of your life from a podcast standpoint. All right. So this week we are showcasing some cool um, new tech from Microsoft. We've got some leadership shakeups at some of the big technology uh, organizations. And we've got some uh, digital tools to help you run more efficiently. So as always, you can get this episode on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and the recently relaunched Daily Blend. That's right. After 12 years of being on WordPress, we have finally moved the site over to Squarespace. I was a little bit nervous about the move, but let me just tell you, creating content, easy. Updating content, easy. Seeing analytics on your phone, super easy. Tweaking things couldn't be easier. SSL certificate, there. Having to deal with bugs and updates, nope, thing of the past. And I say that to say, Squarespace, let me fly the flag for you as a very satisfied customer. Send me a bag of money as the guys from Full Size Run on Complex always say, I need a bag, I need a bag. So, all right, so with that said, let's jump into the show. So the first story is talking about Brett Taylor taking over as co-CEO at Salesforce. And if you've looked at like all the trends and on this show, we've talked about all the M&A this year uh, that's been happening with Salesforce and even into last year. So Brett is technically going to be a co-CEO with Mark Benioff. I doubt this is going to be a true co-CEO. And I think I've even read follow on things that, you know, it's more, he's still sort of reporting into Mark, but with it, whatever it is, my guess is that Mark is going to likely move into other areas of his personal life where he wants to do more philanthropy or figure out what's next. My also guess is they've just made so many acquisitions. They need more of like a, you know, COO to sort of figure out how to integrate these businesses. What I do like about this move is this means that they were likely going to even go further with their acquisitions. And my hope is that they can continue to integrate Tableau and Slack across their portfolio. Because when I think about those two pieces of technology, I think those are the game changer for Salesforce beyond the obvious, you know, their primary sales engine and all their platforms and service cloud and all that stuff. I think Slack and Tableau are the sleeping dragon that as soon as people really get into it, I'm not talking about just like kind of, but like really understand how it can be the hub for their workflow. It's going to be pretty fantastic for organizations at large. All right, so the second story comes in with another big leadership change, although this one is more, I would say, 
permanent. So Jack Dorsey, CEO and founder of Twitter, has stepped down. Jack's going to go run um, Square or whatever he's calling it now. And they've appointed a new CEO, uh, Parag Agawa. And I, I'm just totally murdering this poor guy's name. Um, so I'm sorry for that. And if we ever meet, uh, I owe you a drink. But what's really interesting is the guy's been with the company for about 10 years. And he's a technologist, right? He's on the IT track. And when you think about like companies like this, they typically promote marketing or finance people and not someone on the tech. So it's really like interesting or insightful to where the organization thinks they're the most weak. So if you look at like companies that have either innovated or acquired to innovate, i.e. Facebook, um, Twitter fell behind. And I think Twitter fell behind at to Snapchat. I think Twitter fell behind to Instagram and Facebook. So it will be very interesting to see how a technologist can bring, you know, more technology either homegrown or through acquisition to life for Twitter. I know over the last six months or so they've been rolling out new technology, but the adoption doesn't seem like it's as big. And I'm basing that purely on the fact that I don't use it, my friends don't use it, and I'm not really hearing about it in the press. So my guess is it's kind of like, hey, you released some other features. They were clones of someone else's solution. So like, okay, good job. On to the next, you know, you're not that critical. So anyway, I'm kind of curious where he takes the company. And, uh, you know, I continue to kind of think about it as LinkedIn for me personally, Instagram, and then sort of like Twitter, and then way down is Facebook. So the next story I'm talking about is Asana, and we're actually going to talk about it twice. The first piece is really going to talk about like some of the stock issues that have been happening, and I'm you know I'm not giving investment advice. I'm more just seeing signals, and you know I spend more and more time with Asana in the last like six weeks, and I'm just seeing like how solutions like it and DocuSign are workflow engines, and you know I think there's been some up and down volatility of the stock and. You know, when I think of like a product like an Asana, it's really a platform that can integrate with so many things and be like an information hub. And I think, you know, it's like looking at these platforms connecting to other platforms. And I'm just kind of curious as to like what's going to happen in terms of the balance of like innovation versus their stock price. And so I just thought that was interesting, like tie-in of like two big companies that are switching leadership and one that's more seeing like some volatility of the stock. And I wonder why, right? Is it like they're not showing enough innovation? They're certainly showing a ton of growth. And, you know, I continue to spend, like I said, more and more time with this solution. I'm totally hooked on it. And I'm, I know I'm only like scratching the surface. So if anyone out there is like a power user in Asana, send me a note of how you're using it. I'm really keen, you know, beyond obviously like the core feature of project plans and assignments and tasks. I mean, I'm even looking at it for like benchmarking tool and it hooks to Power BI and I love it. All right, so let's jump into some cool stuff happening over at Microsoft. So Microsoft's released a ton of new products. So Loop was like the biggest thing that I saw or was like most intrigued by and can't get my hands on, but I sort of get the idea of it. And when I think about it, you've got like these widgets, 
Uh, they call them components, but I think they're like widgets. And so you had, you know, status trackers, you had loop pages, you had loop work spaces. And it's like a widget of information that can be transferred across Teams, SharePoint, Word documents. And this is like the future to me. It's like, okay, let's not like have version control issues or not have to point someone to a document or to a SharePoint site you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. So if you do like a status tracker, you can actually like copy and paste that into as many documents and it's all referencing the same data, which I thought was really cool. And for me, it was like the status tracker thing. It was like really impressive. I'm also sort of like interested into how people do more workspaces and pages together. But, you know, Microsoft is definitely continuing to build on Teams being a platform. So if you think of like Slack is Salesforce's platform uh, or Hub, Microsoft Teams is the hub. And these are like all the components or widgets that make it come to life. So these are not available uh, until next year, or at least that's what I thought I read in the press release. But as soon as they are, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on them and just see how they help like streamline, uh, you know, operations and individuals collaborating. The next um, Microsoft update is around video. And I've started messing around with PowerPoint presentations and then just recording them. Sometimes you've got me as like the creepy guy icon in the bottom right. And then other times it's just recording of the PowerPoint. But you've got really two things happening here, right? So they're like, let's let you record a presentation. And that's fantastic in PowerPoint. The other thing is Microsoft has bought ClipChamp. And so this is like an editing, kind of almost like a Final Cut Pro Lite or iMovie is probably a better comparison. But, um, you know, I, I, I've seen the acquisition. I've read the press release. I'm not seeing it in the demo environments I've seen with Microsoft Um but uh, I, I'm hoping that they integrate it really seamlessly with Office 365. So what I'm really looking forward to is saying, can I record a presentation in, let's say, Teams and then bring it over to ClipChamp and jazz it up? So now I've got like the ability to take a PowerPoint presentation in Teams or with ClipChamp and really can tell my story internally. And I think this gives like way more power to business users to bring almost like a commercial or consumer focused or consumer kind of style to internal and, you know, obviously external presentations that, you know, used to cost tons of money or tons of time. And I'm just fired up to like get to play around with it. I live in Final Cut Pro or iMovie. I like Final Cut Pro better just for obvious reasons it has more features but both these two solutions like coming together really have me excited for things to come with Microsoft in general just storytelling and I want to highlight that if you head over to dailyblend.com and go to the uh, show episode this one is episode number 47 what I've done is in the post, we've highlighted all these really great videos. So it's got a video that really shows kind of like the press of what Loop is from Microsoft. And that's like more of that the jazzy kind of like 
uh, Microsoft two minute video. But then I found an interesting video that I think is like five or 10 minutes of, you know, some SME talking about all the functionality of loop and why it matters and how it's going to help. And I, I loved watching that video. I was like, oh, okay, I get how all this is going to tick and tie. Then I also included like a clip champ video explaining how to use it. And then even more, well, it's not a video, but it's like a GIF. It just shows you how to bring a PowerPoint presentation to life in a presentation mode. So all these things are like a perfect reason to head to dailyblend.com, plugging the site, plugging the site, plugging the new site. It's the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. And you can kind of read and view all those things. All right. So we talked about Slack at the beginning because of uh, Salesforce. But let's just talk about like the digital hub. And I found this great story about, you know, that, uh, you know, 76% of workers believe that how a company collaborates is a direct reflection on their culture with Slack. We've measurably changed our culture for the better. And so it's really talking about the fact that like with the pandemic, things, you know, the way you operated changed and it will change forever, right? We're, we're all in this like hybrid workforce and it gives people a different way to work. And what I think is interesting is just like, how do we teach everyone to have like a more than base level sort of understanding of how these collaboration tools work and can work? Because it's like really frustrating when everyone's collaborating, but then someone's sending you like an attachment and you're just like, no, just link it or connect to it and just add steps and stuff. And so, you know, I am very obviously, you know, Salesforce is trying to push Slack and they're giving out some really cool uh, understanding of that, uh, the features set. But, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely pumping out some like thinking about, you know, what Slack's about, what it could be about, how you can use it. And we've linked to some of the like press releases and some of the insights that they've, you know, kind of produced from recent market studies that are worth a read and kind of make you think, okay, this is where they're headed with the technology and then how can I use it to be more efficient or effective at my job? All right, we talked about Asana from like a financial standpoint, I guess, if, if you want to think about it like that. But I, you know, what I wanted to do is just like continue to highlight tools that I am finding really useful. So Asana is like the project management tool that I really like. So I'm using it for process or project management. Um, I've started to use it with integrations, but not a ton. Uh, they claim to have 200 plus. Honestly, I'm just integrating it with SharePoint documents. It works great. I'm gonna move on to alerts. I think I've just gotta have a more like rigored, um, repeatable process, which I'm working on uh, for a couple things. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool solution. I highlighted in a similar fashion to the Microsoft Loop. I highlighted just like, you know, how to plan your day. I thought that was like a really cool video um, just to show not only like Asana, but like someone, you know, planning out their day and mapping it using these tools. Um, I've been looking for like a video for this. So it was, it was just like killing two birds with one stone. And I just wanted to show it and share it with the, you know, the audience here. So that wraps it up for the show. Um, lesson learned here is do not drink seltzer right before you try to record an episode. You end up like kind of burping. So my apologies there. Won't do that again. But, uh, you know, as always, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, 
you know, at Reed Daily, R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y, and then dailyblend.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Uh, I probably said it three or four times. The, the site is back up thanks to Squarespace. Uh, we're moving over some of the old content. We lost some of the content, as I've made mention on the show before, thanks to a server going down and then multiple backups going down. So uh, apologize if there was anything that you really loved and then we just don't have it up. I think we've got probably like 20 more stories to publish uh, from the archives and then we'll be caught up. So hoping to do that over the weekend or the holiday break. Uh, Be on the lookout for the Friday Top 5 coming up this week. And uh, we're going to put out some, uh, you know, end of year mixes uh, from like a house music, electronic music on the other show. So that's the Daily Blend podcast. That one's been running for, I think, 15 years. Um, so if you don't subscribe to that show, please do. I think we've got 150 episodes or so over there. So it's it's got a ton of music if you're just looking for some stuff to jam on uh, while you're doing some work or just kind of running some errands, etc. And, uh, you know, with that said, enjoy the rest of your day and talk